0: Are you finding you just can't get enough of the Uncommon Life Project? We've got just the solution for you. Go to our website, uncommonwealth.com and you can click on resources and get your own book for you to explore all of the ways that you can start going down your uncommon path. We hope it really helps. Let's get back to the show. Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project, where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Thank you for tuning in yet another time. I think it's crazy how many people actually listen to this. I'll be walking around like, oh, we just heard your podcast. Thank you. I think that's one. It's just important to say. Yeah. Your time is precious. We really feel like it is. At the end of the day, we're advisors who want to educate you on all the options that you have so you can take the right course of action to get you and you achieve your goals but what we really love to do is unlock the true potential that you have inside of yourself with your own money. It's a little bit different. It's uncommon. That's why we called it that. And the Uncommon Life Project is we're trying to give you tips and tricks, just like our co-host says in the beginning, to try to get you down this uncommon path. Today, we have an amazing guest on the show. I can't wait to get in. I think we're going to be best friends at the end of it, kind of <laughs> like all of our guests. All right. So it's Mitchell Earle. The one and only. The one and only. And so no, let's, We're not
1: doing a bio. We're done with the bios. The bios. Everyone the bios. hates it. No one wants to write one. No one wants to read it. It's awkward. So the company works for is Praxis. Okay?
0: And here's why we love this company. One, because we were referred to it by a mutual client. They know Praxis. They know us. So they know our core values. Mm-hmm. But what Praxis does, if I was going to just boil it down, is try to help individuals who are trying to figure out what they want to do with their life give you a college alternative to get you into your dream job. Mm -hmm. Apprenticeships are huge, entrepreneurial spirits. And I know that you guys have all listened to the Junior Achievement uh, podcast we did. It's kind of like Junior Achievement, but like when it matters most, when all these people are like wide-eyed and thinking, oh my goodness, do I go to college or do I not? Yeah.
1: And Junior Achievement ends at uh, high school level. And this is post-high school. um, This is a post-high school alternative or... Or not the alternative, like well, this should be one of the main options. I think <laughs> this is. And that's what we're gonna get into. <laughs> All right, so. Mitchell. Did we do a good job on Praxis? You tell us your family.
0: Give us a little bit about yourself first so our listeners know you.
2: Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for introducing us. Thanks for the enthusiasm about what we're doing and the invitation to join you today. I'm 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 excited to be here. Um, as I always am, to, to talk about what we do, but um, also excited about the work you all, you all are doing, um, taking an uncommon approach to finance, helping people bet on themselves, unlock their true potential um, in, in different ways, which is just, you know, as the, the, the show title suggests, uncommon uh, today. So, um, you know, a little bit about me. I am COO of Praxis and have been in this capacity for the past couple of years. We, we bought the business um, in 2020, right at the beginning. But funny thing is I'm actually a former participant of the program as well. Oh, wow. I went through it in 2015, 2016. I, I became close friends with the founder um, very early on around that same time. So we, company was still relatively new at that point, mm-hmm. but I was out of college. Um, when I went to college, I was... I was dead set on going to medical school. You know, I was the smart kid. That's what everybody told me. You got to be a doctor or a lawyer or um, work in finance and and this very limited career path. And so when I got into college, it all became a lot more confusing. Um, I got involved with a very early stage startup through uh, when I was just starting college. And that kind of opened my eyes to this whole other world. But uh, I, I stayed with them till I graduated. And by the time I got out, I was like, oh my gosh, I I see this entirely other side of the world that I never knew about as a kid of like being able to take an idea and go be valuable to other people. I want to be involved in that. I want to do business. But the problem was I came out of college with very little tangible skills or know-how. And it was like, okay, well, I don't know how to go break into business. What do I do? I guess the only option I have is to go back to school. So I set my right. sights next on going back to law school, getting an MBA. And in the meantime, I, I just went and took whatever jobs I could find. I, I worked in financial planning for about a year. And then I worked in. Yeah, uh, you did. Yeah. And then I worked as, a, as an estate planner or well, I mean, uh, as a legal aid for estate planning and, and tax advising attorneys for um, as my next job after that, trying to kind of save up for law school and um, that next move, I worked for an uh, uh, economics think tank, putting on conferences across the country. And, and that's when I met the founder of Praxis. And this is kind of a pivotal point in my story and also kind of like why Praxis is so personal for me is, is he asked me a question that nobody had ever asked me. He said, what makes you come alive? It wasn't the question of, hey, what are you studying What do you do for work? Mm -hmm. What are you majoring in? It was this different question. that was kind of caught dead in the tracks because that question leaves so much room. It's not asking for permission. It leaves so much room for the opportunities and possibilities. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never really thought about it that way of what is my life about chasing down the things that excite me? Or is it more me trying to like, you know, fit it as a square cog into this like round hole world. And so for me, I was like, oh my gosh, dead in my tracks. He, right. he challenge out there for me. He said, you seem like an ambitious young adult who you know, seems interested in ideas, who's a hard worker. Why would you go back to school? He's like, give me one year. If in one year, if mm. I can make introductions to you, to, to entrepreneurs, business owners, people who are doing things that excite you, and one year from now, you don't have more clarity and direction about where you want to go, then go back to school because it'll always be there. And I bet hook line hook line and sinker. I was like, you know what? Heck yes! What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yes. the that can happen? Yes. So, the a week or two before law school, I picked up the phone. I was like, I'm not coming. And pretty much the rest is history. I mean, there's lots of other twists and turns there, but that was kind of the beginning of like, oh my gosh! If you bet on yourself, there's this whole other world out there.
1: So. Yeah, and you know, we talked a lot of. We have a lot of content on college and. And this topic, it actually, the genesis of our book was because Philip and I were speaking to high school seniors and they're just, the constant question is like, well, what do I do with my money? Yep. And so we were just, try, we got to have a really simple four-step process. And, and that was kind of the the genesis of the book. But, you know, college planning, and I think we meet with a lot of people, you meet with a lot of people and a lot of people, you know, I would say parents 45 and under They say it jokingly, like, well, I don't know if college is going to be the way it was for us in 18 years or 15 years. It's going to be different, but no one's presenting like that tangible alternative, you know? So I want to be super clear about what Praxis is because you are an alternative that I think is very tangible. The value proposition is insane and it's very easy to sink your teeth in. And then the last thing you just said one year is very palatable, you know? If you go into college, and you miss, you know, and they're saying now, what is it like? Maybe you know this is like sixty percent of the kids change their major oh. and end up going like five years more than that.
2: It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. I think it may even be as 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 high as, as seventy or ninety percent change right. major, up to three times. And and like the the amount that even work in a field related to their major is right is in the 20 per, 20th percentile. So so we're talking like. Yeah, it's really an effective precursor to, to the career path you want to go
1: right here. So I want to Well, let me land that plane. I think the the one year is so palatable. Like it's like, yeah, I can give one year and and see if this works. I just love that. It's not the gap here. It's intentionality to right. see if this absolutely.
0: Is a, so here's something that I think Brian says so much. And he's like, why is the norm to go into debt and go try to find yourself? Like, yeah. why is that the norm? Like, and we talk about risk tolerance all the time. And we all know the younger you are, there should be a higher risk tolerance. Is that true or not? And everybody in this whole industry would be like, well, that's true. Well, well, then why aren't we teaching that to be higher risk tolerance, betting on yourself mm-hmm. than to go in these colleges and like go into uh, assume all this debt and have no idea what you want to do to try to find yourself. Yeah, I love Brian's always like, why is that always the first response? And when I heard about Praxis, I was like, yes, like, And then they get out of college and they're like, well, what comes first experience, chicken or the egg experience, right? you know, or like, I don't have experience, but I want, I have all this like knowledge. And
1: and, and in college too, you're working a job typically, you know, maybe you're working at the student union or a local, like it's hard to find a job in what you actually want to do on top of doing college. Right. So that's the other part I love about your program. And I think we should kind of get into maybe more of the nuts and bolts of, uh, I just had this analogy in my head, I gotta share it. Maybe this is harsh, so I'm gonna caveat it. Here we go. But you know, I was like, parents that smoke with their kids in the car, I feel like is like child abuse, personally. uh, Because it's just like, we know that it scientifically hurts your children. Right. Parents that send their kids to college and get them into 50, or or allow them to get into 50, $100,000 of debt is on that same vein for me. But we don't talk about it like that, you know? Mm. Like, it is that harmful to your child you know, physically, emotionally, the stress to carry that debt, these payments, all this stuff. Like, we've got to almost start talking about it with that kind of a weight, in my opinion, or it's not going to change. Yeah. Right. That's, so let's, that's let's that's pivot big. to what your solution is. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'll 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 i I'll, I'll, I'll carry it
2: a little bit further on that that analogy because I <laughs> I, I, I so think appreciate it, that. <laughs> I think I'll say. Yes, it, it is harsh, but it's also uh, there. There's some truth to it. But one of the things that I I have to do is sometimes you got to cut parents' slack. You got to cut these young adults' Right? Slack they just too, don't is. know. They just the don't know. The cultural narrative is so strong, and and people, you know, it, it happens at, at different. You know, you, you see it at different socioeconomic levels. You've got the really, really like uh, we're upper class. There is this intense pressure uh, pressure to go to college as sort of this finishing school experience. It's what mm-hmm. you do, you can afford it. And then on the lower end of the rung, it's, it's, this is my way out. Mm-hmm. And that's a really deep psychological, just, that's a hard thing to break because that's, right. th- that's the route that you see. The problem is in the great big middle-class and the diminishing middle-classes, nobody has a better approach. It's well, if college is not the most practical route, I don't really know what else I can be a plumber. I can go into the trades and that doesn't seem really intellectually stimulating to me. And even though it sounds better, I, you know, it seems better from a financial standpoint or like going out and getting real, real experience. Now, I still don't feel like there's a better option for me that, that helps me do something that, Gets me closer to my full potential intellectually. And that's the problem. And it's not just about, Hey, you should do praxis. It's, there's not a dialogue that, that helps people go through that, you know, that, that conversation objectively of like, yeah. what else, what else can I do? There's right. just a default to college, unfortunately.
1: Right. And so the co- the smoking analogy, we're going to go to that. If And if I'm associating kid, that with debt, not going to college. So I yeah, want I'm to make saying, that absolutely. clear. It's I absolutely. think that's good. Portion. But
0: what I would say is the parent doesn't know how bad it is to smoke in the car. And there was a point where the parents just smoked in the car and no right. one knew. So like it's almost to that level. They don't know how bad it is. But no. like that's our job is to try to educate them right. on like, hey, this might be, there's other solutions, not just going through it. So praxis. Okay, you want to go through the nuts and bolts with it. I want to go in a different direction. Let's so go nuts. do no, nope, because I'm going in a different direction. Go ahead. What is well,
1: it? Well, yeah. Well, you, you kind of alluded to it. It's a one year program. So, I, like, let's. I want to make it very tangible for our viewers of what it is and the yeah. value proposition. You know, quickly. So
2: yeah. So Praxis is an apprenticeship program. In twelve months, we take people from you know, I, I'm not sure what I want to do, or I know I want to start a business someday, or, or I just want to go get my, my career started. We take them from that point, help them build some skills, help them begin to build their, you know, build their network. And help them go land their first professional opportunity. So in the first six months, we take them through a curriculum, through live workshops, through coaching calls, basically help them build up their portfolio of skills and experiences, help them connect with with growing businesses across the country until ultimately they land a full-time job, once they start working for six months, we continue to coach them, make sure they transition into that first professional experience smoothly. They have everything they need to succeed. Then they graduate. Um, the best part about it, though, is our, our, our tuition is only $12,000. So our participants, as a rule, they always end up earning more than the cost of tuition before they graduate. So they're going out into the real world, that first step, with momentum rather than you know crippling debt. Around them. It makes it gives them more optionality. It gives them some experience, some some better context, but confidence and capability to go navigate their careers.
0: And I think I read somewhere it was like fifty thousand dollars is the average salary when people graduate your program. Is that correct? Am, am I pulling that out of the sky? Correct. Or is that true? Okay. Yep. So how sweet is that? Like I've got three kids that need to. I almost think like this, This you should do this before you even go to college. Here's why, and Brian and I are huge on mentorship. Mm-hmm. So the guy that's like, just pulled you aside and like basically just presented this offer of like, give me one year, like yep. kudos to him, kudos for you to listen. But like, that's what I think people are missing is mentors. To help them like this is a profession that you really want to get into. So then you go into college if you see that that's important Mm -hmm. and you have the end goal in mind. And maybe that mentor starts pouring into you and has some responsibility as well to make sure you get through college because they're like telling you to go to college. But like I love this would be the first thing to try to find yourself. And what you're good at, right? Because the world or the way that people think, and especially when you're young, that's just what you how you do is like, how much am I going to get paid? Well, right. I want to be an Got accountant. It. Lord help us. <laughs> Philip should not be an accountant. <laughs> and I want to pull back one thing because you said something. I was like, oh, that's totally a compliment. Thank you. Uh, you said, well, yeah, I was smart. I need to be a lawyer, doctor, or financial services. <laughs> and I was like, oh, if you knew how dumb I was. Uh, so anyway, thanks for that. So this is what I want to say because you said I bought the business, like is this a franchise or is this just something that you can buy? Like what, what did you buy? And obviously you had a great experience. That's why you wanted to buy it. But like, how did you get into this?
2: Yeah. So actually, you know, when I, when I chose not to go to law school and do the MBA route, I I went and apprenticed to the the CEO of a fast growing accounting company. We were building accounting technology at the time. And so I, I came in as, as employee number 20, ish. And I basically became his right hand. Um, And this was all through my apprenticeship as part of Praxis. And I came in right before the company raised a series A, and the company blew up like it took off. And for, you know, three and a half years, I got a front row seat to how to build a business, how to grow a business, how to hire, how to fire, how to forecast, how to plan, how to fundraise, how to, you know, all of the things that were kind of what I was originally looking for when I thought I need to go back to law school or an MBA. And so three and a half years later, I walked out with, you know, an MBA, basically in the real world that I'd gotten paid to learn directly from the CEO. Kind of valuable. Yeah, kind of at the perfect stage of a business. And so I reached that point where it's like, I know I want to go do my own thing. Um, I don't know what that is yet. I know I have skills now. I know that I, I have a lot of value to bring, but. I'm not really sure you know, what's next. And so I was still very close friends with the the founder and CEO of the company, and they wanted to launch another software company at, at the time, kind of in the same niche. And so I, I jumped ship to come help them launch that. And basically, out of out of Praxis, um, they launched another business and they had a great thing going with Praxis with the apprenticeship program. But the CEO and founder was going a different direction um, on, on a new venture, and it's like, We've got this great business. Somebody needs to take over. So the CEO and I, um, who, who are close friends, and he's been on the Praxis team since, since very early on. We kind of like perfect storm, like right place, right time, with the right experience, and and also just like both of us had been customers of this business. And it was like this this is the thing for us. This is this is the next step. And so we just had the opportunity to kind of step in and take over this business that both of us were were raving fans of already, while the CEO and and, and original founder kind of went his other direction. So we got to kind of like, uh, it was kind of like a passing of the torch. That's the same sure. guy who, you know, who the, the CEO and founder is the same guy who gave me that challenge years ago of give me one year. And so wow. it was a really cool opportunity to just right place, right time. But You know, if you believe in that kind of thing, I I kind of more think like if you do good work and, you know, Mm -hmm. you you keep your head down, you keep working hard and you keep optimistic, like those kind of opportunities will find you in life. And that's sort of what happened for both of us. And so we're really excited to be at the helm now and really excited about the future, especially um, in the the landscape of the times we're in now when you're looking at like college and young adults and all. Because
0: everyone's focusing on value. I want yeah. value. from So let's say you have young Philip in your, in your, you know, program. And so how do you place young Philip? Like, obviously I'm quirky and weird. And so you do your assessments, I'm sure. Right. I'm not speaking for you. So like, what do you do to try to figure out what I'm good at? And then how do you place me in a place? Do you have like multiple companies that you normally put people with or like, Oh, this Philip guy, there's no company out there. That's going <laughs> to match this poor kid. So do you go make that relationship? I'm concerned. I, I'm confused. Yeah,
2: um, no, no, it's a great question. So it, it's actually a little bit different. So, you know, I would say a lot of the traditional thoughts about higher education are, hey, you come and you pay this institution. They're going to, you know, they're going to give you all the things you need. You have to follow their rules and do that. But our process and really philosophy is is much more about self-directed learning. And so we take them, you know, we take every uh, apprentice, if you will, through, a curriculum, but largely it's less about us assessing them and telling them, Hey, here's what you should do. And more so about us facilitating that discovery process. I tell all of our apprentices and their parents when, when I'm talking to them about, you know, before they make the decision uh, to apply for a program is like, our goal is not, you're not going to come out of our program knowing, Hey, this is what I want to do for the rest of your life. What you can expect is we're going to help you make the strongest start possible. Your career is a discovery process. It's something that as you get out into the real world, you gain experience, you gain context, you gain confidence. You're going to identify more opportunities that that help you get closer. But our goal is to help you make that start. So as far as the placement process goes, it's kind of an extension of that same philosophy of self-discovery. We're going to help you identify opportunities. We do have business partners all over the country. Very easy for us to make those introductions. but we also want to teach you a new way to think about identifying and creating opportunities for yourself. We have a, a proven process that we have perfected over you know, better part of a decade now um, to go out and get attention from employers and basically get your foot in the door. whether you have a degree or not, whether you have the experience or not, if you can go get attention by, by leading with value, you're going to have much better shot of, of having an opportunity open up for you.
0: I uh, just laughing because so like, refreshing. this is like truly my life. Like I did an internship at Dowling Catholic with Dr. Jim Dottle, and it was a leadership internship. And at the end of that summer, he's like, Philip, like, I really want to help you get the best jump into this deal. So he pooled all the network of the students at Dowling Catholic and he was like, let's go talk to the biggest, you know, highest, the most influential people that we know from our student population. So we talked to like Meredith Corporation, ING, uh ITA Group, uh, Abbott Laboratories. Uh so it was like really strong companies. Yep. And like, that's exactly what they did. Like, I want to introduce you in a level, in a place that like, I'm almost vouching for you. Does that yep. make sense? Like, and Hey, it it worked out great. Cause one of those companies, I actually, I'd say two of those companies I work for later in my career, ITA group is where I started. And then I moved to Abbott laboratories later. So I mean, I was, I was doing practice for <laughs> four years of college. Yeah, No, what was I doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> heavens. So like, I love this.
1: I mean, I just love this. What, um, 12,000 is a lot for some families, right? And it's a fraction of what a lot of families are looking at to paying though. So, you know, caveating that, but like, uh, you're a for-profit business is what I'm getting gathering. So unlike, you know, a state university or something like that, uh, you know, how do people, what are their options to paying the tuition, so to speak? Yep. So pretty straightforward now. I mean, you can pay up front
2: or you can finance it with one of our lending partners that we vetted. And ultimately, you know, our graduates, even the ones who are choosing to finance it, they're walking away, you know, 30 months from the time they start a job with tuition completely paid off. Um, you know, that's part of the low price point, but our prices have not changed since we started the program, you know, back in 2013. So you're you're looking at compared to what and the average college tuition just continues to climb oh, we are committed to making it one of those things like i always I always talk about this like we wanted to we want to facilitate wtf experience like um you know I won't, I won't drop it here on the show but we want people to walk <laughs> out and be like we all know what it means <laughs> yeah we we want people to walk out like i truly want people to walk out and be like this was a a milestone for me this was a transformative right. experience i i feel like you know if I would have gone a different route, I would not have had as awesome of an outcome. And so part of I mean, it all goes together back to the philosophy, even the you know, the price point, the tuition, the different options we offer to pay for that, and and you know, sort of the implicit guarantee there that you know, if you don't get a job you don't pay for the program. And if you go through the program, you're gonna earn more than the cost of the program. We are so confident in our process. And you know, knowing that if you take an uncommon route, if you take this unconventional method, if you bet on yourself, you will have awesome results. And the funny thing is like colleges, they will not offer these types of guarantees. And this isn't no. to their own horn. This is more so about promoting this idea that there, is, there are better alternatives than the traditional model that refuses to put skin in the game and students to success.
0: Yeah. So true. It's funny. Cause Brian, I just, uh, we're launching a book, mm-hmm. like we just wrote a book and it's uncommon wealth. And the tagline is you are your best asset, invest Absolutely. in yourself, yeah. invest in yourself. Like, and there's not a lot of people that are teaching that. Yep.
2: So I just love that. Here's so where, like, how many employees do you have at Praxis? We have five full-time employees and then a network of coaches, advisors, contractors that, you know, we've built those relationships over, Mm. you know, the course of the business. Nice. What's the future of Praxis? Where are you going? Yeah. So that's always a fun question. And I'll I'll try not to get too lost in the weeds because it's one that, you know, how big is too big? Uh, I I like to think about the the best possible case, but, we'd like you know, It's 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 more so about like the tangible things and and right now the top goal is like we want to create the best possible apprenticeship experience and program available and we want to do that so you know for the right type of person we are not trying to create a one size fits all solution I think that that's a wrong approach to, to higher education um, and and kind of professional services more so what we're trying to do is is create the the best ultimate experience for the right type of person. And that's the ambitious young person, the, the entrepreneurial young person, the the young adult who says, hey, there's got to be something else out there. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to get started, but I'm willing to bet on myself and I'm willing to work hard. And that is like all the right material uh, that that you need to be successful in our program, program. But it's not for everyone.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. We've definitely learned that entrepreneurship is not for Everyone. You can't <laughs> you can't teach that. There's a you know, like with kids in sports, there's the kids that kind of have that winning edge and then there's the kids that don't. And you can't necessarily coach that. Um, you can't teach that sometimes. It's like you have it or you don't have it. Not to say people can't become entrepreneurs, but there is a major mindset shift that has to take place to do this because I agree like with you, there's so much ingrained in our society with college it's interesting i i had my freshman orientation for my daughter she's graduating middle school and going to high school and in the program i mean there this is what you need to graduate and then they got the logos of the universities like iowa iowa state U and i and then these are the you know the other schools you know two-year schools and like it's all just pointing you before she even walks in the door pointing you to that and and mine and i'm like well it's That's one avenue. I mean, it's, you know, she does kind of, I think, want to be a lawyer. So, you know, that could be a path for sure in law school. Um, But there's also another path. And I'm just so tired of that university mindset as like plan A. I I think it should be plan B. I agree. And uh, we've never seen... For the right person. I think that's always... Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've never seen that That gap year alternative of like, yeah, gap year makes sense, but like, don't go backpack through Europe. You're not going to find yourself there. I promise you. Um, in terms of like what you were gifted and designed to do and this, this program and what you guys have built is just uh, phenomenal
0: Mitchell. How do we help you get to where you want to go? Like, how can we help?
2: Yeah, I mean, always spread the word is, is great. But, you know, if you have you have parents or clients or, or young adults out there in your network that, that are asking those kind of questions like, hey, you know, what other what are my options? Like, those are the types of people I want to have conversations with on a daily basis. I mean, I think you make a good point that college shouldn't necessarily be the, the, the plan A. Um, I don't necessarily know that Praxis should be the plan A. What I think should be the plan A, um, and, and this goes you know, out to all the parents or, or clients you have, like plan A is, is getting clarity as a young adult getting clarity about, Hey, what are my options? What are the things I'm interested in? What is right. The, the right next steps given the, the farthest result or outcome that I can see as, as desirable to me. And for some young adults, maybe going to college is the right decision. You already know at 18, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Like, you know, maybe you'll get there faster going this way. Maybe you could go intern. There, there are definitely more cost-effective ways to do it. But plan A should be go get clarity and go get started. And that yeah. could be at college. That could be working the trades. It could be doing practice. It could be going and getting a job. But don't go put yourself into a you know a, a situation where you're now bearing the cost very high cost of not knowing what you wanted. And like being strapped down with that cost for, for years and years and years. And and that's that's, you know, I think spreading that message is probably the best way you can help us and, and the people out there is just telling people, hey, go find clarity first and figure out the most efficient way to do it once you have that clarity.
1: What um that's good. We've we've kind of uh we started partnering with junior achievement a little bit. We've sponsored uh, an elementary school and their their curriculum runs out, but they're very they're very geared to partner with schools, volunteers, you know, to kind of embed into the school district. What's your relationship or, or let's say a parent is like, man, I want to get my high school involved with this. Or so, you know, when you, when that student's meeting with the guidance counselor, the people come in from Iowa state or Iowa, which is great. Like, again, I think a lot of great things happen at those universities. Please don't hear that. Uh, I went to Creighton university, had a great experience, all that, you know, I, I think is for a lot of people. Um, but what is your inroads into kind of the public school setting as an option that, that junior senior year as you're kind of planning that transition?
2: Yeah. I mean, we we always love to to have those conversations or or do workshops for for schools or for any time we can get a captive audience of young adults. Um, we have, you know, we have partnerships with different homeschool organizations, which I think is, is kind of a like more natural fit where you have a self-directed learning experience. Um, You know, the, 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 the unfortunate fact of the matter is that a lot of schools across the country, they measure their success by the attrition rate. Like how many of their school, how many of my graduating students, you know, have certain test scores and how many are then matriculating to college. And that's not, you know, uh, unfortunately, for those administrators that have to measure themselves by that, like even if they want to explore other options, usually they have funding tied to those those metrics. And so it can be somewhat of a sticky um, situation to go and try and create formal partnerships with with institutions. But the best thing that we can do is just get get information in front of them, have those conversations. Um, you know, we're not we, we like working with any student who, who wants to work hard and, and wants to, to go an unconventional
1: route. I wanna I wanna ask one more question because I know I know we're kind of getting to the end of things here, so I want to go quick. I want to flip the tables a little bit because we're hearing a lot in the news, and we just actually heard this from a client the other day. He actually uh, owns and operates some Dairy Queens, and he's we we met at a Dairy Queen, and um, mm. the the inside was closed, but the drive-through was open, and we're like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, I can't get people hired to work here to even handle the inside traffic. We can only handle the the drive-through traffic with the people that we have staffed. And so, uh, and he's offering people almost 15 to $20 an hour and they're yeah. saying, no, you know, we're an employer. We're looking to grow. We're looking to hire. How do employers partner with Praxis to find that next generation?
2: Yeah, I mean they can always just come to our website or can shoot me an email mitchell at com. I, I love to have those conversations you know I, I will be completely honest though we look for a certain type of business and and the type of business we're looking for is you know we want an environment and and business that's growing fast somewhere where when it's your first job you can walk away with that knowing how a business works you you have the opportunity to grow expand your skill set I love it when it's a um when it is in proximity to a founder or not entrepreneur, especially. Um, So like, let's use that Dairy Queen example. Uh, I don't think, I don't think working at a Dairy Queen as a a register staff would be something any of our Praxis participants would want to do because they're, they have more potential. Uh, that can be unlocked and more valuable skills by the time they come out of a program. Now being the right hand to that dairy queen operator who wants to expand his franchise from one location to five locations. Like that's the caliber of opportunity that we are looking for, for our participants, people like, you know, you want to go be in the action and not just have kind of a, a you want to be a player mindset. Absolutely. I you want to be a
0: player, not just a, you know, somebody yeah. on a really good team. Okay. Yeah, here's absolutely. my last two questions. Cause we could talk all day. The best friends, <laughs> yeah. Mitchell. All right. Uh, and they're fun questions. Uh, so I'm going to give you like a serious one and then we're going to do a fun one. Cause I okay. like to just get your personality. Okay. If you were going to boil down winning in one word, what would it be?
2: Oh man. That's that's a tough one. I, I think my immediate reaction is like, you know what? You got to get clear about the results you want, and not the results you feel like are expected of you. And that that for me, I think is kind of the path to freedom in in life. And and for me, that's what winning means is like you get to that ultimate freedom. Um, but but it looks a little bit different for all of us. And nice. so it's getting clear about the results you want, and then defining the the routes or the tactics to go. Uh, achieve that result. But uh, unfortunately, too many people get caught up in the tactics before they're clear about where they want to go. And and often that's what gets you off course. Okay. My last one,
0: fun one. You're invisible for two weeks. What do you do? (laughs) Where do you go? You're invisible. No one's seeing you. Where are you going?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, assuming that I'm not, I I can like shirk off all my work responsibilities in the day to day for a while. I think that you know that that would be such a cool opportunity to go be a fly on the wall under right. the houses or the offices of all the the big thinkers or people that that I would want to to learn from. Think of it as like kind of a free pass apprenticeship for two weeks. Right, would be an awesome time to just observe people in their element that I think are doing excellent work and learn from them. Okay, so who who where are you going? Oh man, right now, um, you know there are probably a handful of different people. Uh, who are doing different real estate investing that I, I love, like I would love to go uh, observe the day-to-day operations of the people who run bigger pockets and, and mm-hmm. different guests that they've had. I think some other thinkers that I'm really uh, fascinated by right now, like Jordan Peterson, um, Nassim Taleb. Um, not to be like, so, so right. like rah-rah uh, what's the most populist philosophers of the day, but um, anybody who is, is writing and creating content that's, that's like, trying to, to do, you know, do different work.
0: You're always um, welcome in our office. Yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: maybe, maybe you guys, people who are taking an uncommon approach. I always, yeah. I always like observing and, and learning from them. So.
0: Right. Okay. Awesome. How do our listeners get more information about you and Praxis?
2: Yeah. So we are, we actually have a page up specifically for your listeners, praxis.com slash uncommonwealth. They can go there. They can download a free book called Forward Tilt um, that, that our team has written as well as, um, get a little bit more information about our program guide. And then the last thing, as as a courtesy, you know, for for all of your listeners who are already subscribing to the ideas of how do I live an uncommon life, we'd like to offer a thousand dollar tuition scholarship to anybody who goes to that Shut page. Up. Let's in. go. If, if they apply to the program and are accepted, we'll automatically apply it to their tuition.
1: Oh my gosh. That just gave me chills. Thank you. Mitchell, that was amazing.
0: Yeah. Mitchell, yeah. thank you for all you're doing. Gosh, thank you for just investing in yourself and investing in others. And that's one of the things that we really talk about is this uncommon life is if you are impacting others, that's the key thing. Not this whole wealth thing, not this mask all this. Well, how many people are you actually impacting? Brother, right. you're doing it. Uh, I'm super grateful to even uh, just have this time with you. Thank you for everything you're doing. Keep going.
1: Um, yeah. I don't say this. We don't say this a lot.
0: Oh dear, he's going to tell you
1: love him. He loves No. Him. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I think you're one of those people and this is one of those projects we should check in on like a year from now, 2 years from now. Um, because like Philip said, you know, this is so important. Our country is in a point of flux. And I think we've gotten away with some of the things that made us successful as we were. And I think you guys are on the front lines of that with the next generation. So Man, really um, it'd be fun that. to to touch base with you guys in a year, 18 months and and see what's what's going on there. So yeah, we'd love that. Thank you guys. It's been an honor and glad, glad you invited me on the show.
0: Absolutely. You've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Until next time, go be uncommon. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Listening. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.